Bestie. Hi. <laughs> I think I just clicked my pen top the second we started, so it's going to be really annoying. Oh, I'm you're sorry. Just keep on clicking it. No, no, I put it down. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. But I did do it the second it started. <laughs> That's okay. How are you? I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I can't even see you. It's so dark on your screen. I don't know how to fix that. I was just like, I was looking at that too, because like, turn up your brightness. Oh, it still goes in and out. Whatever. It, it okay. helped though. It helped. Okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, today I I like tried to do stuff after work, and then mm. I didn't feel good after uh-huh. I was at the gym and so yeah. <laughs> and so I went home and I didn't do other things but whatever there's always tomorrow I guess incredible what <laughs> what were you trying to do after work interesting uh, or you don't want to tell the audience I mean it's just I I walked Bucky my dog Oof. and then <laughs> I mean what else would you be walking <laughs> right <laughs> and I mean- then go to the gym, go to Target, eat something, mm-hmm. record, <gasps> and then hopefully that's what we're doing dungeon. now. Yes. That's what you're be doing yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Do you yes. want to hear about my day? My Always icky, very gross day. Yes. It's the hottest day of the week and it's California, so it's 108 degrees. It's so hot and I hate it. My partner mm-hmm. gets up first, you know, at 5 a.m., uh-huh which means I also have to wake up at 5 a.m just to say goodbye and stuff Uh well 5 a.m my the cat meows in a really weird way and he picks the cat up and throws her on the bed to you know give her to me gently tosses her from like maybe two inches and by throw (laughs) I mean literally like (laughs) lightly places her on the bed (laughs) and then he goes oh no and I'm like what and mind you I'm asleep and I'm also extraordinarily nearsighted like right. very, very, very nearsighted. So I don't know what's happening, but he's like mm-hmm. panicking. And I just see him like grab her from the bed and put her on the floor where she proceeds to puke because she just ate way too fast because he just fed them. And she ate all her kibble because she was just on an all wet food diet for a while for health reasons. Uh-huh. And she loves kibble more than anything in the world, even more <laughs> than wet food. So she ate all of her bowl of kibble in like 10 seconds and then puked uh-huh. it on our carpet. And my partner had to leave because it's famous Los Angeles traffic. So if you don't get on the road by a certain time, you will be late, like no matter right. what. So mm-hmm. then I had to get up and clean that at 5 a.m. So mm-hmm. then I get back in bed um, and try and sleep it off. And the heat wave is causing my um, my knee problems to flare up, my patella mm-hmm. femoral pain syndrome. <laughs> uh, it's causing really bad flare up. So like whatever, it's fine. Today, walking across my office, same cat causes problems again. Eloise, she's just curled up so sweetly. Oh, I don't want to bug her. So I just big step over her. Just big step. Except I have garbage knees. And she so fast. I don't know why she did so fast. Jumps up and like tries to curl her on my foot. Like genuinely the fastest she's ever moved which obviously threw me off balance completely. And I jolted Uh my knee and hurt my joint. And then I just started crying and the delay there because the pain was so bad. And then I burnt myself with hot oil. We both just had days. (laughs) And so what I think we should do is we should sleep for an entire year. 
Mm, I can't believe you're not appreciating that. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay. Besides that, have you been reading anything else? At all. (laughs) Wow. We're really cutting deep. Um, Since the last time we recorded, one month ago, let's see. It's like a month and a half. I don't remember days. <laughs> it's about to be Rosh Hashanah again. That's the new year. That's the new Jewish year. I it was just last year. So what are you talking about? That is the new one. It was just last year. We just yep. did this. <laughs> you know how I know that because I was literally just buying tickets for the. Ha- you have to buy tickets to go to synagogue on the high holidays because it gets real mm-hmm. busy because a lot of people show up for the high holidays. Right. Um, that don't show up for like daily services totally normal right. totally fine but then you have to like get tickets it's a whole thing mm-hmm. a whole thing with it last year is <laughs> a year ago are you kidding me 11 <laughs> months ago what have I done <laughs> nothing <laughs> I mean I did travel the entire country right yeah. nothing right. um nothing. let's see what did I what did I read well nothing right me oh either. <laughs> I finished Robber Girl by that was July 19th, which was exactly a month ago. So nothing actually. <laughs> wow. I am in a reading slump. I've been in a reading slump since maybe March. <laughs> we need to get out of this reading slump expeditiously. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how we're gonna make our goals. I think my goal was I'm 100. going to. I'm gonna I do know it you if are. it kills me. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've been trying to read some books and every book I pick up disappoints me so egregiously that I don't want to read it because it's bad. And I went on a, I was on a, I think we talked about this already. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we did. I don't know what we talked about. Frankly, I don't even remember what the last episode was. Howells. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't, you could have paid me a thousand dollars or whatever. Um, I went on a bender reading all of the books. This was after Howells. Mm-hmm. Was it was in June. Days? No, I read all the books by an author named Catherine Stedman, mm-hmm. which are like thriller, mystery, crime novels. Mm-hmm. And those are my like bad time novels. Like something's going <laughs> oh, wrong. No. So, oh no. I read all of those and I just I've rewatched Grey's Anatomy three times in the last two months. Oh bestie. So clearly I'm fantastic. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. How about you? Right. What book do you want to read? If your brain was functioning normally, what would you read? Okay, the new Allie Hazelwood book. I have I checked Libby and I have three days until it's due. So I need to read it <laughs> right now. <laughs> See, I also checked that one out from the library. Um, and then it got returned to the library. Right. right. <laughs> I did not open it. Here's the thing. It sounds cringy and I'm scared. All of her books do. And they are all cringy. They're all cringy. And I always cringe really hard. And it makes me upset. Yeah. Oh, guess who followed me on Instagram today? <gasps> who? Well, I know. I think but... I texted you about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wasn't yeah. telling the podcast. I was oh. telling you. <laughs> well, never mind. I already told you. 
<laughs> um, no. Well, the people want to know. The people don't want to know. And also, I'm not going to break their privacy. Oh. But what I am going to say is that if I see one more Taylor Swift book inspired list on TikTok, I don't. Why are you showing me? <laughs> This is your this, this book inspired by the eras, to, or here's book recommendations based on your er, to, eras. To, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's going on? This is maybe giving, I'm just like it's really giving like One Direction like <laughs> playlist oh <laughs> back in like 2012, <laughs> like to 2000. I just don't understand why I'm seeing it. What about me screamed it? Right. And this is not to be rude to Taylor Swift fans. You live in your... It's fun, dude. We were Lavender there. Lavender Haze era? Is that an era? I don't know. But, and I support <laughs> it completely. However, why am I being involved in this? Right. <laughs> oh my, we need to discuss this before Please. we dive into the meat Please. and bones of this episode. Um uh-huh the the horrific i don't even know what to call it shenanigans of the um spicy ice hockey oh my god yes okay so the book was called icebreaker and then this one tiktoker i thought it was pucking around because i thought icebreaker was the one with the cartoons on the cover Yes, I think the pucking around one is the one where they started off like um reading and then they found I don't know, somehow I think Icebreaker was in it. I I'm could pre- also be wrong. It's, but- <laughs> I okay, based on what I saw from the author herself, uh-huh. it's it was pucking around because the okay. author's Emily Rath, who made like 15 TikToks about it too. Oh which I didn't watch all of them because they come up my for you page and I go. Thank you so much for your contribution. I know it keeps scrolling because I just simply don't have the brain capacity for it. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Speaking of TikTok. Okay. Why? My friends may be um, <laughs> listening to this and I, I'm apologizing to them because they will send me. So you said my friend's baby is listening oh, to this. And I was like, your no. friend's baby. <laughs> no, no, but I'm so sorry. You cannot send me long videos on TikTok anymore because I will not watch them. I will watch the first five seconds and then I will react with an emoji that I think fits the first five seconds. I'm going to start sending you tricky ones. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) And I have no room to judge. You know how many of the ones I actually watch. (laughs) I know. I still send you It's like bingo. It's like bingo. I get, you you know, you get bingo every couple (laughs) weeks when I watch a bunch of them. And right. some of them will have been taken down by the time mm-hmm. they get to me. Some will be privated, right. you know. Right. Some of them I won't like. I won't like I... some of them. Some of them I'll love. Some of them I'll send back to you. Some of them I'll have sent to you before you send them to me. Some of them I'll have sent to you before I realized you had already sent them to me. That's just the nature of TikTok. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So anyways, with this yes. um, ice hockey um, situation. So this one person made a lot of thirst videos, like targeting this one specific player and team. And then the team reached out to them being like, hey, thank you. And we're going to contribute to the thirsting a little bit. And then like the, like, this is a shortened version. 
but the wife of the player that was specifically being targeted by this um tiktoker was like hey this is weird this is crossing some boundaries and i don't like it anymore and they called out a number of people who've done this Mm -hmm. but it just so happened that in one of the slides this person's username was left in Mm -hmm. mind you this person is also not like a teenager they are i believe 28 so it's not Mm -hmm. like because it's also being like well she's just young right that's one not an excuse to harass someone Mm -hmm. two no so that's terrible yeah also this the the team had flown the tiktoker out to see one of the games and she'd made a bunch of videos there screaming at the players while they were right in front of her so they definitely it wasn't just saying it on the internet like she also did it in person and it was very lascivious comments yeah and the per the the wife she was totally reasonable calm hey please don't sexually harass people we wouldn't be okay with this if these were you know women and I think it's a double Mm -hmm. standard and as someone who I believe she said she wrote her master's thesis on it she said, right. I don't feel comfortable with it. And I, we're going to have a child. I don't want my child to grow up in this world. Don't find it appropriate. And that was it. It wasn't like a direct yeah. call. And then people, there's, there was two sides that I saw. People were like, hey, what a reasonable thing to say. Consent mm-hmm. can be withdrawn at any time. Totally fine. We're so sorry this happened. We all need to do better. And the other right. half were like, how dare you <laughs> ruin our fun? Huh? Jesus. God. People like, I feel like people on the internet, they just like, they think that they know like about consent and boundaries and like healthy boundaries to set with people. But then once a boundary is actually being set against them, then they're like, whoa. I don't like this and you are being a bad person and it's like that's not it at all actually so yeah weird yeah it's a lot of the idea of like wow mm-hmm. and also like Ugh. it just being like an excuse that it's the internet like even though this one tiktoker did go to a game and they were screaming at the players like the internet is still the internet and you there are still consequences like you can't get out of that because I mean your face is on the internet and your name so you got to take responsibility for what you post and what you say so yeah it's also just like hey just leave people I don't know if people ask say hey and that's the other thing hockey players are working for a company and if the company goes along with it doesn't mean that the individuals are fine with it and uh the wife came out eventually afterwards saying hey there's a huge culture in the hockey cult community of not speaking out about these things and I completely understand why considering the backlash I've gotten mm-hmm. it's like we should be supporting people who speak out regarding harassment that's another thing of just the internet treating human beings like they're not human beings like not to be topical but we're not Barbie dolls people <laughs> on the internet are human beings uh-huh. and it's a very strange parasocial relationships rely and this is a maybe this is me and my hypothesis and maybe I'm wrong here I'm mm-hmm. open to that I feel that parasocial relationships rely heavily on the dehumanizing the person that they are focusing on and mm-hmm. turning them from instead of being a person into solely being 
uh, an item for commodification and a character for commodification. And if you don't fit the character that you are supposed to fit, right, the role you are supposed to play in the uh, in the mind of the consumer, mm-hmm. then you are breaking the the imaginary contract of the parasocial relationship. Yeah, and are therefore deserving of vitriol and punishment. And you don't have your humanity to shield you from that, mm-hmm. right? From the imagined sin you've you've you've, you've done. Even yeah. though you probably didn't do anything wrong, people just have this weird parasocial relationship with you. Where they're like, "How dare you do this thing?" Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what are you, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Didn't you mention that there's also a problem with that of the, in the cosplay community? Yes. Like, um. I'm on like Call of Duty cosplay TikTok because Call of Duty has taken over my mind. Um, but like there will be some comments um like under these cosplayers' videos, and like sometimes they will be like, hey, that's okay, you can do that. But other times they'll have to make videos and be like, hey, this is weird. I am still a person and you can't just comment weird things like that. And it's just like I feel like you shouldn't be pushing those boundaries anyways just to see what you can get away with on the internet like when it pertains to real people like if it's fictional characters they're fictional you know it's whatever I mean there's still some limitations with that especially I think within the anime community regarding age and how some people still like make weird comments about characters that are under 18 and it's just really weird And Mm -hmm. I feel like even with like the male characters, women will make comments about them. And it is just as weird as whenever men make comments about younger women. And it is just like, I don't know. It's very odd. Like the internet is just so weird. And um, yeah, I don't think people should just be commenting whatever like they want on people's videos. Like if they're real people that live real lives outside of them yeah well I yeah not to change the topic but didn't the person who was who was who sort of implicated themselves in the whole thing didn't they also get aired out for doing undisclosed book promotion deals wait the tiktoker that was yeah maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong totally wrong if I am let me know I thought I saw something about that because one of their People were pointing out that they were promoting a lot of books, um, but not tagging it as promo. Mm. But I could be wrong. I don't have any, I don't have my screenshots pulled up. And I also don't have any screenshots to pull up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I cannot make a factual statement on that. Oh, any book talk, any other book talk shenanigans? Oh my God, didn't we write something down to talk about? Uh, oh I was talking to my new friend I don't know if they want me to name them on the podcast I did um tell them about the podcast but um and they said they would check it out so that's fun but if you're listening I um I told them about like dark romance books and like how some of the books have like pages of trigger warnings and I'm like I stay far away from those because they kind of scare me 
<laughs> they really scare me actually and like there's this one tiktoker that makes like a list of all the things that happen in like dark romance books and they're like these books oh, should not exist uh, yeah 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 it's yeah I've heard I've read some pretty horrible things also yeah. sometimes people write something as and they go oh it's dark romance and at no point is there any romance so what was that it's just dark that was just horrible everyone had a terrible <laughs> time in that book you know who else had a terrible time in the book man oh man okay are you ready yes okay. do we know the main character's name or age no okay they, okay um, age <laughs> let me check cool because i knees hurt. like a couple of times in my notes i'm like i don't know their age i i don't know their name so i don't know what to say about this I just like reference them as um, the main character. Yeah, they don't actually mention, I believe, her direct age. Mm-hmm. She's unnamed. She's a recent graduate from Columbia University. <laughs> That's we can assume she's, I believe, over 21 because she mm-hmm. purchases alcohol. Right. But over other than that, kind of yeah <laughs> whoa huh apparently margot robbie bought the book rights to it bought the the oh. movie rights to it no way interesting oh um the book by the way is um my year of rest and relaxation so that's what we're talking oh. about <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh before we go forward there's a trigger warning a time of, yep <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah <laughs> Um, let me should I go off of um Storygraph or just look it up? Storygraph it. Do you want me to grab it? Okay. Um I can get it up real quick. My year. Okay. All right, y'all. Let's see. Where's the content warnings? It only has a 3.73 on Storygraph. Yeah, I just saw that. Okay, so these are fine. I feel like there's definitely more than this um but the graphic trigger warnings are drug abuse drug use eating disorder um death of a parent suicidal thoughts abortion and then there's also violence towards animals and um there's there's a lot in here dude um 9-11 a trigger warning um (laughs) um let me see I feel like those are like the main ones but um oh emotional abuse towards people um manipulation um one person said cannibalism What's that? i don't remember cannibalism i don't remember either one of the graph ones says cannibalism there is this one scene where she opens her freezer and she's like thank god it wasn't a head oh okay <laughs> i was like what cannibalism it could be that <laughs> yeah. um there's also sexual assault discussion oh, yes. of sexual assault mm-hmm. sexual violence self-harm mild anti-semitism yep i did don't know if i put mild in front of it but sure <laughs> um, domestic abuse racial slurs religious bigotry alcoholism mm-hmm. pregnancy ableism, ableism body horror 
xenophobia. Um, all right. Anything else? Um, <laughs> the list is very long. Well, like the um, submitted, the user submitted list, very the long. The user submitted list is extraordinarily long. And I do um, recommend yes. you check it out if you're considering reading yeah. this book. Yeah, after hearing those trigger warnings that we can just name off right now, then maybe go check out the other trigger warnings just in case. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So what were we saying before? We're just starting on the book. Okay, um, so at the beginning, she mentions that she goes to a local bodega to get um, two coffees for to start the day, one to drink on her way home and one to drink while she's home, which I find that so fascinating. <laughs> I did write down my very first note was two coffees in the morning. We're also in the year 2000. It's important to remember right. that. that. That is okay. I did say um, I was explaining to Anna like the whole premise of the book and I was like, listen, this is wild. And I did say that um, it takes place in uh, 2000s. And that is important to the story, by the way. <laughs> it's um, very important to the story. Right. <laughs> and then, um, so I'm just like pretty much going to go through my notes and what I think I was listening to while I wrote them because I definitely just wrote down my thoughts and not the Love summary. It. We don't need to talk <laughs> about the summary, really. I mean, okay. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> tell me your overall thoughts first I want to hear your overall thoughts okay so it was like I thought that the book was good it was entertaining however it was so ridiculous and so self-destructive the whole time and I was like this is just like a shit show this is like a garb like a fire garbage can like this is literally the meme of that one dog sitting in fire being like this is fine <laughs> like that's literally the whole yeah book. but only <laughs> if the only if the dog lit the fire themselves would it be right right like the dog was lighting the match putting it on a sofa and then just sitting on the sofa being like what is happening why is this happening to me but also being totally self-aware and being like oh, I, I did this for sure. And these are the things I'm doing because I did this. It was like, <laughs> it was mind boggling how wild and like insane this was, but it was like good because it, it was so wild and insane. So I, I liked it a lot and I was laughing during some of it. So yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the people who go, but she's not likable. So I didn't like the book. What do you think about people who make that comment? I don't think she was meant to be likable. I think that it, she was meant to be awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had a, a chat with my, our good friend of, uh, of ours when I first read this book and I told them, I was like, I thought this book was, the word that a lot of people use for this book is challenging. And I didn't find this book challenging, No, uh, but I found it to be an extraordinary exploration of so many emotions and particularly the emotion of like rotting knowing mm -hmm. you're rotting and making the active decision to be her to like horrific and also when people kept being like oh but she's just so mean yeah 
She's a terrible person. She's not (laughs) supposed to be a good person. And this is the exact definition in so many ways of unreliable narration and dis uh unlikable narrators and unlikable and we mind you we don't even get to see we don't even know her name we don't actually know her age and we just know these intimate details about her and she's horrible we don't like her we're like (laughs) you you're terrible and she goes yeah i am anyway i'm gonna put my cigarette on your arm like that's (laughs) exactly And so when people give it like a, like a two star, they're like, she was just kind of boring. She was just kind of mean. That's the point. Okay. So (laughs) so that's all you have to say. This, okay. Like what you said just reminded me of the um, main character in the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, where like, she knows that she's awful, but she embraces that. And she is just like, yeah, I'm a terrible person. So and I will put my needs before everybody else. So this is the number one one-star review on Goodreads of this one. I'm not going to read the first line, but I'm right. going to read the bolded parts. The characters are so unlikable. Yeah. It's probably clear at this point that I don't think writing un- unlikable characters for the sake of being able to is very compelling. It seems conceited on the part of the author. And it'd be a bit like I'm being invited in on a mean-spirited joke okay next part but it's so weird and dark and disturbing Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) this book is a detailed example of what it's like to be depressed that's incorrect that's not (laughs) (laughs) oh no we'll give a quick plot summary okay yeah a young Columbia graduate who graduated with an art history degree uh really struggles to like struggles daily life quits her job at her art gallery does something really terrible to the art gallery and then uses a myriad of pills alcohol to attempt to sleep for an entire year hence Mm -hmm. my year of rest and relaxation Uh, she goes to a doctor that is should be stripped of their medical license, frankly. <laughs> um, and she pays for all of this using her dead parents' house that is being rented out, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and she has a close friend, Riva. Riva, she treats like, well, you would just scrape gum off the bottom of your shoe. You wouldn't torture it constantly. So I don't right. know if I could call her gum on the bottom of her shoe, but yeah. she treats Reva horribly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reva isn't a perfect person either, but she didn't deserve that. Um, and that's where a lot of the anti-Semitism comes in because Reva is Jewish. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of, uh, mind you, the main character is a wasp. It's important to note that Jessel Mashbeg, the author, uh, comes from a blended family. Her father is a Jew. So I don't know how she personally identifies mm-hmm. uh, on that front. I've seen mixed reviews on that. Um, so I'm not going to take or deny or give her an identity she doesn't have. But it's mm-hmm. important to kind of understand that context. Um, but her thoughts about Jews, not uncommon for wasps, especially in 2000. And so she sleeps for a year, pretty much. She basically doesn't eat anything when she mm-hmm. wakes up. She watches some movies. And then she and Riva have a falling out. And then Riva is killed in 9-11. And the main character is like, 
I can be happy now. <laughs> Not because Reba's dead, but because she's had her full year and everything from her past is gone. She's been reborn. She's come out of her chrysalis, a new butterfly <laughs> post 9-11 somehow. It's a baffling story. <laughs> How was my summary? What do you think of my summary? Am I, I missing any key pretty- details? No. Um, oh, I there's that one part where she gets drunk. On, she keeps, oh my God, this, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go first. You go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I did write a note on the 9-11 part of it. I was like insane to see a woman dying, <laughs> like as jumping into the unknown. Like she uh, was- to put context to that, <laughs> she, the main character, mm-hmm. finds a video of someone jumping from one of the towers yeah. And she decides in her head that it's Reva. And so she just watches the footage of this person jumping to their death over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And decides that if she's watching her, mind you, her lifelong best friend pretty much jumping to her death. And she like feels I don't know what she feels from it. Sad not satisfaction, but like closure, I guess. Maybe because like sometimes she like she even said that she watches it either whenever she's bored or like she needs to like come out of like a funk or something to like get God, her I forgot back on about track. that part I yeah forgot about that part <laughs> Oof, I forgot about that wild wow um but what were you gonna say about something I was gonna say that I forgot that she so one of the problems that she has is that she keeps online and phone call shopping. Mind you, we're in the year 2000. It's not like it's not like it is today where you can just mm-hmm. one click Amazon it. She was just getting packages delivered all the time. And I remember mm-hmm. she would talk, I think she got Victoria's Secret delivered or whatever. In your inebriated state, in your blacked out state, you call the you call the number. And you order and you give them your credit card number. You do the whole, you do the whole process. And at one point she uh, wakes up on a train, just like completely out of it. Just completely Mm -hmm. not there. Isn't that like, and I think at that point she's meeting up with Reva because Reva's parent just died. And she's She's going going to to Reva's house in Long Island to the funeral. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. she wakes up with a new fur coat. Yep. On the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And literally, whenever Reva comes to pick her up, which at first the main character is like, I'm going to pretend I don't know her. <laughs> and then Reva like calls out her name or something. And on their way to Reva's house, the main character is like, can we stop at McDonald's? I need a coffee. I'll get you something to eat. And then Reva's like, I don't eat McDonald's <laughs> and then the main character is just like okay well I need to get something to eat so let's go <laughs> like on the day of Reva's like morning and like her parent dying so awful um I do have this one note and I said she's just like me for real and it says has a routine and months pass <laughs> except my routine is healthy not this I promise (laughs) you know I sincerely hope it is healthier than this yes (laughs) um the other thing that's really upsetting about 
I really focused on Riva, Riva and her relationship because throughout the book, her relationship with Riva is one of the really only consistent things she has. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of friends because turns out she's not a very good friend because she's not a very good person. Right. Um, and it's interesting because you see so much of the main character's mind, the way she thinks about Riva. Wow. It is horrendous. And yeah. it reminds me of... <laughs> not to show my age, but a Tumblr post that I saw at a very formative <laughs> point in my life, which is, you know, it's not always necessarily the first thought you think it's mm. the second thought you think, right? Because the first thought is the one you're conditioned to think. And it's also, if you're someone who struggles with say intrusive thoughts or mm-hmm. compulsive thoughts, it can be really hard because the first thought is something that you may not even agree with. It may be something that's right. directly against your moral code. So it not mm-hmm. may not necessarily be the first thought that defines who you are, but it's the way that you react internally to your own thoughts that really defines who you are as a person. And the mm-hmm. main character has horrific, atrocious thoughts about other people, which to be fair, a lot of people do. We've all thought mm-hmm. mean things about people. Right. But we don't double, triple, quadruple down on them every no. <laughs> single time we have them. And we don't always act down on them. And this main character does so atrociously towards Riva, who, again, is not a perfect person, but you don't have to be a perfect person to be deserving of decency. Right. Which, I don't know, the low-calorie yogurt comments were just rude. Yes, and whenever she goes to Riva's house to collect her medications that Riva took from her from like being a good friend and being like Riva is trying to take care of her yes (laughs) and the main character the main character is like no that's unacceptable and literally she has a spare key to Riva's house and breaks in and then she gets locked into Riva's bathroom and then she's like I'm just gonna take like something and then just I'm stealing I'm stealing (laughs) Also, I was literally just about to be like, we should name the main character something. And I was like, main character, Michelle. We should name him Michelle. And I was like, oh, that's, that's my middle name. I know. And that's why we can't do it because it'd be too, too messed up. Though it is a wasp name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm telling my parents right now. Your white Anglo-Saxon Protestant parents (laughs) (laughs) that they gave you a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant name. Actually, isn't your dad Catholic? No. Who knows? All I know is Packers and that's it. And he likes Folgers coffee. And he likes bratwurst. Ah, there we go. Basically, one could impersonate your father. Oh, I didn't know that. We, I grew up eating pork chops and one time they made pork chops and I saw the blood in it and I said, this is disgusting. So I'm never going to eat meat again. And now you're a filthy vegan. Yeah. For like so many years, dude. Dude, we've been vegan for. I was going to think of the number. (laughs) Since I was 16. It was August when I was 16. So, so it's 2017, 2017. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Like eight years. Eight years. That's wild. I feel like I haven't even been alive for eight years. You're telling me I've been <laughs> doing this for almost half my life? Right. Ugh. You know what? It's it's good that we started talking about food because we obviously need to complain about food at any point. Obviously. Um, 
So here's the thing, right? There's a lot of talk about low calorie yogurt in this in this book, which is so 2000s, it's unbearable. (laughs) Do you remember the low calorie yogurt commercials and the trauma that came from them? The like, oh, oh my god. I saw them on TikTok recently and it brought back all these memories. So they're like, is that a cheesecake? No, it's the yes. yolk plate cheesecake. <laughs> it's the yolk plate, you know, low calorie, low sugar, blah, 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 yogurt. And I wanted them so bad. I was convinced if I had them, I could be perfect. But what did my family buy? The organic Trader Joe's one. And then we had to buy the big jug because it was a lot cheaper. Right, right, right. And then you split the big jug, right? into reusable containers <laughs> and then it was unsweetened obviously because my parents uh-huh. had to put maple syrup <laughs> or stevia <laughs> oh, and all i wanted was the low-fat greek yogurt that That's, said low calorie okay. on the front my mom would buy so many of those yoplait yogurts because they would always be on sale like they would always have like a deal like 10 for 10 so we would get like the cheesecake ones and like the like um you you lift my dream <laughs> at a cost oh. though <laughs> yeah oh you know what else I wanted as a kid that I was never allowed to have gogurt oh, oh. yogurt in a squeezy tube are you kidding me what a revelation you know yeah, what I see- got nothing <gasps> when I moved out <laughs> as an adult so uh-huh. I was like 17 when I moved out yeah oh, so technically 18 but when I came back home fully after I'd completely legally moved out I opened the cheese drawer there are name brand go-gurts in there I I almost threw something are you joking me you wait until I leave the house to buy (laughs) go-gurt and I'm a vegan so I can't even have it Oh, you're sick. And yeah, could I just stop being a vegan and eat it myself? Of course, but not going to. I'm just going to complain. It's like how I'll spend $6 on the knockoff kosher vegan no-nos instead of buying (laughs) M&Ms. Oh my God. Also, so my dad, I believe, used to buy Go-Gurts for my lunches and we would freeze them. (gasps) You lived my dream. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah god <laughs> well god. you know also to go yeah. back to reva um uh-huh. she was always drinking diet mountain dew and that is okay. my mom's that is some- drink oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, i don't like mountain dew yeah me Sorry. either yeah I-, I also haven't had like soda in forever I think the last time I had soda was in was for my nephew's birthday because we went to Dave and Buster's and I think I got a diet coke I literally was just drinking a diet coke I you sure were (laughs) and guess what (laughs) oh um here's the thing it's because I need stability in my life and turns out aspartame is giving me stability Ooh, what do you think of the cover of my rest, my year of rest and relaxation? I like it. I like like whenever people bring in like old paintings and make it aesthetic. I like Me it too. a lot. It's Me very too. Tumblr-esque of us. 
Oh, it really is. It's that, <laughs> ed- it's our, it's, it's our fan art brains. Yes. We said we would like fan art right now, please. <laughs> okay. Also, um, I knew that she lived in New York City before it was even like introduced or like, um, didn't I put, yeah, but I put that in the mood board. I missed that completely. I did not okay. put that together. <laughs> All right. That's totally fine. <laughs> so whenever they're like, oh, New York City, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. That, that clicks actually. Um, let's see. What, what does that say? Um, oh, this relates oh, but- back to, um, recent times with the aliens getting like the whole news about aliens because the main character thinks that if aliens were to invade they would notate it but they wouldn't care and I think that's the vibe (laughs) (laughs) also I love that she goes to Rite Aid (laughs) because she said that the other farm like the pharmacies they all had like people that would actually care how she acted towards them and like Rite Aid every time she came in the employees were laughing and they just like rolled their eyes whenever she said something that was like totally out of left field because she would do that because she can but wild um she would get the worst coffee to avoid like terrible people which is ironic because she's a terrible person god she really is (laughs) she's just so horrible yeah I it's interesting how her trauma manifested yeah I I did write a note where I was like this is like an interesting take on like grieving because Mm -hmm. both of her parents did die and I don't think she ever like came like she ever um had closure with either of them with and they weren't loving parents either no. like I think like on her dad's deathbed she was like bawling and like that's whenever she felt the most like the most love towards him and she remembers her mom just like going to the kitchen to like drink or like smoke a cigarette and like pop her head and being like is he dead yet and <laughs> nuts and um like even her dad I I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was very dismissive towards the main character, like crying at his deathbed and was just like, whatever, like I'm going to die anyway. So this doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's very interesting because like growing up from trauma, that that's not how it happened to me. (laughs) But like to turn towards a bunch of medications and alcohol and like be just this awful person and like I think she recognizes that it is that like she is an orphan and she's like she embraces that and like takes it in the worst way possible and she was just like yeah I'm an orphan so I can I have a pass to do all these things and like I can just do it and it doesn't matter but yeah wild I think it's interesting, especially because her mom died because of an interaction of alcohol and drugs. And mm-hmm. she goes, mm, you know what's great? Drugs. That thing. For me. <laughs> For me, so much. Uh, it's also an interesting commentary, though I don't know if it's intended to be, on 
you know, how privilege affords you so much rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where she gets to mm-hmm. take a year off though. She, they do mention that she gets, she lives off unemployment, but like you can't live off unemployment in that, in a huge apartment in New York city without mm-hmm. other supplements and hers comes from her family wealth. Right. Um, God, I, I just remembered that someone mentioned in one of the reviews that her catchphrase was gross, Riva. <laughs> and that reminded me of you, David, from, <laughs> from Shit's Creek. Yes. Gross, Riva. Ew, David. <laughs> um. Um, I did write literally mm. towards the beginning of the book. I said literally doing anything to keep herself sane. And this was at the beginning of the book where I didn't realize how bad of a person she was and how like the lengths that she would go towards to like get what mm-hmm. she wanted which was sleep and then she would hire a really sketchy psychiatrist who later on in the book is like hey I got a new license but don't worry I will still take care of you <laughs> and she was like oh her- Dr. Tuttle she oh my god her psychiatrist was so bad because like she'd be like oh yeah like your face is like asymmetrical so here's some more medication because you're not getting enough sleep because of because your face is not symmetrical yeah that's really hard (laughs) so hard having an asymmetrical face (laughs) it's like jesus and like she would just lie to her psychiatrist all the time, be like, yeah, I'm not getting enough sleep. And she's sleeping the whole day. And then her favorite drug towards the end, um, the one where she would black out and then go to parties mm-hmm. and not know, and mm-hmm. just come home. And like, she would have to put her phone in like a safe or like in a safe place. That way she mm-hmm. wouldn't just black out and start ordering things. And then in her blacked out state, she would imagine still get it her happened phone. this. But imagine if it happened in this, like during this year, how much Amazon Prime she'd order? Yeah, the debt. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, she like going back to the whole like unemployment thing. Like, she even said that she stopped. She forgot to call in for unemployment, so she was like, "Eh, it's not like they were giving me much, anyways." So, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god I did write the affair with Reba being boring LMAO (laughs) because like Reba was having an affair with her boss and like the main character was like this is boring whatever like I don't care yeah (laughs) she treats Reba like a tv show she hates yeah 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 I did write Reva like consulting like self-help books a lot and like health books and still just being the way that she is um Mm -hmm. but she would like quote self-help books to the main character and it's like maybe Mm -hmm. that audience is for you but you are interpreting it so wrong it is (laughs) like not the Critical thinking is not there for either of them. Oh my well, God. I saw oh. someone mention, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I made a note. That said, <laughs> um, animal crackers and Xanax, girl dinner. <laughs> it's like, That's, just, please. I saw someone <laughs> say that both, both our main character and Riva are looking for mm-hmm. self-transformation, but they go about it in radically different ways. 
mm-hmm. um, which is true. And it's unfortunate we only get to see the self-transformation of one of them. Though technically right. Reva does transform from being alive to dead. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> but it's not a self-transformation. No, um, no, no. <laughs> I need to write clear because I was like, as I was writing this, I was like, oh yeah, I'll be able to decipher this I'll be able later. To re- I'll be able to read it. Nope. Um, oh my God. Whenever she goes to the psych's like office for the first time, or maybe it was like the psychiatrist's house, um, she goes into the psychiatrist's bathroom and the mouthwash is like medicated or it's like very specific mouthwash, mouthwash. Prescription and then mouthwash. Main- yes. And then the main character like tries it. <laughs> She's like, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see i did write medication cocktail um Mm -hmm. oh the art gallery scene nasty like yeah i think she saw the other dogs for owners like going poop on the sidewalk so she's like do you know what's a good idea actually (laughs) yeah i'm gonna do that in an art gallery (laughs) it's actually and, high performance art yeah <laughs> so disgusting um oh what is this <laughs> oh reva was like gum and the gym is my therapy and then the main character is like just take drugs and you'll be fine <laughs> oh <laughs> not a useful advice no <laughs> um, terrible did, advice right I did um write down her parents talking about oxytocin whenever they were giving her the sex talk and it was like they were like this is how you'll feel like oxytocin will be released and it's like the highest drug ever and like um this was all before she went to college and and then her mom was like, hey, by the way, while we're talking about oxytocin, um, your dad has cancer. And, <laughs> and the main character's like, huh? And they're like, yeah, that's all. Bye. <laughs> and that was it. That was the end of the conversation. Crazy. Oh, Aww. also, her mom would put Valium in her baby bottle whenever she was younger. Do you think that that had an impact? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that had a very large impact. Um, hey, you know, I'm just asking. The, I'm asking the important questions here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Which 2000s <clears throat> snack do you think would have been her favorite other than animal crackers? Obviously. Um, I feel like one of those, like, the Miss Debbie ones. The Miss Debbie desserts, or like a dessert, like a little one. I think yeah. it'd be one of those snack packs, like not a not a Jello snack pack, but I'm talking like a like a there's like a cracker and a dip, lunchables. Like a, some, not lunchables because lunchables or, is you build it yourself. But do you remember the ones that used to have like the cheese on the bottom and then like yes. dippy stuff? That mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know what those were called. Also, I saw a thing where um, in the more recent like little snack packs, they don't have the red 
little stick anymore. I don't know why. They said they there was always like a clickbaity thing to be like, hey, have you noticed this? It's for a heartwarming reason. Go to the article. I never went to the article, but they did remove it. Buy no more stick and snack pack. (laughs) (laughs) The red sticks were removed to be more eco-friendly. People tend to throw the sticks away instead of recycling them. That's it? (laughs) So there's no conspiracy? This is from Ritz Crackers Twitter, by the way. I'm sorry, Ritz Crackers X. God, Twitter be renamed X. Why? This feels like a simulation. I'm not even. Um, do you want to sign the petition on change.org? Put the red stick back in Ritzy Handy's snack, cheese and crackers. How do they get the cheese out now without the stick? I'm assuming they must just go to town on it. Like a baby eating a banana for the first time, <laughs> it gets everywhere. I guess. Would you like to hear JW's Jehovah's Witnesses? No. JW's reason for starting this petition to put the stick back in the Ritzy snack pack. <laughs> Recently, the Ritz Cracker Company has determined they should no longer include the cheese spreading device, which is normally packaged in the Ritz Handy Snack Cheese and Crackers Pack. We want the Ritz Cracker Stick. We want the red Ritz Cracker Stick back in the Ritz Handy Snack Cheese and Crackers Pack. Saving the earth is a notable cause. However, not having the red stick is causing stick is causing frustration for all of us loyal cracker enthusiasts. Having to use right. another utensil is aggravating. And by the way, a finger and by way a finger is not appetizing in the least. Hear us, Ritz. <laughs> Hear the people that love your product and bring back the red stick. Guess how many signatures this has? Ten thousand. No, aim lower. <laughs> Be more realistic. <laughs> I was taking in the amount of people in the world that eats. This was in 2017, by the way. This is oh. not like a. T- oh no! Like 1,400. Maybe- oh, oh my sorry. next guess was uh, 5,000. So well, I still want to. <laughs> you know, some days of guessing are better than others. This oh my god! There's a handy snacks brief history. I can find I found a history on a website on stacksnack.net right <laughs> right oh but i have to pay to read it i'm not doing that uh-uh. behind a paywall Come whoa on. apparently the handy snacks came out in 1951 that's crazy but they were logs of cheese right well wasn't that like the depressions like times i don't know <laughs> when the depression was but i'm guessing oh. it's around there <laughs> 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 the depression was 1929 friend sick to like I, 1941 it was around then. yeah it was, it was around around. Then. <laughs> technically it ended but it's fine i mean um, was there a war around that time world war ii okay i knew it was one of them <laughs> <laughs> you know what other snack i feel like she would have loved hmm baby bottle pops oh <gasps> yes yeah 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 you're right yeah also i want some animal crackers now oh they... i would the student you know what you animal crackers or do you mean the animal cr- cookies with the, the pink and white ones that's i was just about to bring that up because i was like the pink and white ones are so sweet and so nummy but like never can again I, t- I will never have them again can i tell you a childhood story 
always. So I went to school in elementary school in Los Angeles. There was, you could see across the street was a residential zone. It was cross partition stuff. You could see a residential zone. And every day a cookie truck would park there. And it had those animal crackers on the side of it. And my class was, we were like, mind you, we're in like second grade. We were obsessed mm-hmm. with this truck. Like right. every, every night, like every day it would park there. Mm-hmm. So we were like, what's up with this? Mm-hmm. So we wrote a note as a class. We oh. dictated it to and our teacher. And one day we got to take a field trip across the street to the <laughs> truck where we met the driver who worked for the company as a delivery driver. And here's that in my, in my head, mind you, I, I have, I don't know how things get shipped. I'm in second grade. So I'm picturing giant cardboard boxes. Like they have the watermelons in at the supermarket, just filled with loose crack, like uh, loose cookies. Like that's what I'm picturing. And I'm thinking he's going to pick me up and like throw me into them, like (laughs) a little cannonball and I can cannonball into the cookies, like in Willy Wonka, the chocolate factory. Mm -hmm. He opens the truck up and it's literally just nothing but cardboard boxes. Everything's, you can't even see the cookies. And I'm like, this is so disappointing. Are you, are you kidding me? Like, there's no open co- cookies touching the air. But we all got to take a bag of these cookies home. And mind you, oh my, my parents God. never let me have these cookies because they had artificial colors in them uh-huh. and artificial sugars in them. Um, and you know how my father was. So yeah. it, it was like the greatest day of my life that I got to eat yeah. that little bag of cookies. Oh, and they were the ma- they were the baby mini sizes, but that was the right. best day of my life. Anyway, the best day of Reva's life was. Well, I don't think Reva had any good days. The main Me? character, however, well, what do you think Reva's best day was? I was gonna say getting promoted. Um, but oh, then she again, didn't like that, but that turned out bad. Even that was super messy. <laughs> yeah, that was very messy. Don't. Um. Also, Trevor. Ew. What? Sorry. <laughs> the scenes that we would wake up to with the main character not great. Um, no, it was really upsetting. He was a very bad person, but also bad. You know, the main character was also bad. And the main character would call him and be like, hey, I'm going to do something bad if you don't come over and it's going to be your fault. So Yeah, horrifically manipulative. Yep. Just evil. Mm-hmm. So horrible. Mm-hmm. Very um, bad. And then she was even like, yeah, I unlocked the door. And he'll, I let the door, like, the doorman like know that he's coming over so I'm just gonna take some meds and go lay down (laughs) and it's like so off like awful so bad um they there were a few quotes that I liked So I was listening to this, so they are not exact because I, as I was listening, I did not pause and I was like, writing You're scribbling. Yes. Um, one of them says, um, no heartstrings snagged on a tree or a window. Um, I thought that the imagery of heartstrings snagging on trees and windows was very nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, Reva and the main character were talking and the main character said it's not a contest whenever they were at like this bathhouse situation and the main character was nude and like whatever and Reva was in like a one-piece swimsuit and would like cover herself every time she like stood up um and the main character is like 
being like, Hey, like, it's not a contest with your body. Like you don't have to do that. And then Reba was like, yes, it is. You just don't realize it because you're always a winner. Meaning that like the main character was like given this quote unquote perfect body and like Mm -hmm. passed through all their classes and, um, very easily and has money and can do whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, that was good. Um, there is one more. Um, (laughs) this isn't a, um, it's not a good quote, but I did laugh. (laughs) It said, um, write this down because I have a feeling you're too psychotic to remember. (laughs) I found the quote, by the way, about from the end of the book. So spoilers, in case you haven't gotten this far without them. On September 11th, I went out and bought a new TV VCR at Best Buy so I could record the news coverage of the planes crashing into the Twin Towers. Trevor was on a honeymoon in Barbados, I'd later learn, but Reva was lost. Reva was gone. I watched the videotape over and over to soothe myself that day. And I continued to watch it, usually on a lonely afternoon or anytime I doubt that life's worth living or when I need courage or when I am bored. Each time I see the woman leap off the 78th floor of the North Tower, one high-heeled shoe slipping off and hovering up above her, the other stuck on her foot as though if it were too small, her blouse untucked, hair flailing, limbs stiff as she plummets down, one arm raised, like a dive into a summer lake. I'm overcome by awe, not because she looks like Reva, and I think it's her, almost exactly her, and not because Reva and I had been friends or because I'll never see her again, but because she is beautiful. There she is, a human being diving into the unknown, and she is wide awake. Shut up. <laughs> How self-centered and egotistical. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's I... a study in it's a study in self-aggrandizing putrefaction mm-hmm. in one's own self-pity like this this there's another quote this this one's from a goodreads selection of quotes from the book i did crave attention but i refused to humiliate myself by asking for it instead of seeing that not even i don't even know if we can that hippo violent that (laughs) the hippocratic oath of violating psychiatrist get a therapist maybe (laughs) um oh sleep nothing else could ever bring me such pleasure such freedom and power to feel and move and think and imagine safe from the miseries of my waking consciousness okay jesus um there is also one more that i think is also um applicable to the delulu train that's going on on tiktok (laughs) um it says rejection can be the only solution to delusion Oh, yeah. And I thought that was quite wise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, this is maybe halfway through the book, maybe a little bit more. I said, um, also, do we know that main character's name? Because at, <laughs> at that point, I was like, I don't know their name. What's happening here? Um, let's see. Oh, my God. So there's this one point where like she's blacked out she goes to a party and I think she has like polaroids of a rat on a leash (laughs) oh man the imagery of that I was like oh my god 
Oh, geez. Um, okay, I'm trying to see what else we didn't talk about. Oh, um, she finally cried at one point, and I thought that was groundbreaking. Um, but I said, finally, she's crying, and feel those feelings. Those were my two notes on that. Did um, she feel the feelings, though? No. No, she didn't. No. 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 <laughs> and towards the end of the book, I made a note saying, mentioning the Twin Towers. Yeah, you texted <laughs> me about that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is alluding to something. <laughs> um, oh, Reba pregnant at one point? Yeah. <laughs> That's not like, yeah. I I did not gather that from the like from the conversation that Reva and the main character had until the main character was like, Reva's pregnancy, and I'm like, whoa, huh? wait, I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What I, did you? So I what did you that? think, friend? I'm so proud of you reading the book. I know it's not <laughs> your usual style of fiction, so I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Did you like it? I did like it. It was like, I think it being super weird and like off-putting made it like entertaining (laughs) and like had to my interest because like other like contemporary novels, I'm like, if it's just like about someone's everyday life and like they're a good person, I don't care. But if you bring a bad person into it (laughs) and they know that they're bad, oh, it got me hooked. I- I was like some parts I was cringing because it was disgusting. Yeah. But I I kind of like it whenever books make me like ooh, like give me the heebie jeebies because of something. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, wow, the author really made something powerful. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked it. It was good. I'm I didn't not- rate it on Goodreads though, because I don't know what to rate it. I don't rate anything publicly ever. So beautiful <laughs> i save it for the google doc did by the way did, did you notice that google sheets has changed their link from sheets.google.com to docs.google.com slash sheets ew right you can still actually type in sheets.google.com and it'll redirect you but now it redirects to docs.google.com slash sheets it's like no i want to type in docs and get my documents i want to be in sheets and get my sheets i don't want the, i don't want them merged okay if i wanted them merged i would do that myself right it's a very niche problem to have that's okay. um i have no more thoughts i just wanted you to read it this was very selfish it was a very selfish endeavor uh i feel like we talked about a lot Yes, we talked about so many things, but it was good. Mm-hmm. I I did like the book and um I'm glad that I listened to it cuz I was putting it off. I did read it the day that we recorded. <laughs> Doesn't matter but, because you read it and now you're out yes. of your reading slump, technically. Yeah. Well, technically, see. you're out of a reading slump. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not too hot technically tomorrow, I'm going to try and walk to the library. Try and get my little legs in because my knee problems are so bad. Maybe mm-hmm. I should walk some more, um, which seems counterintuitive, but that's what the physical therapist says to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh going to be 96. It'll only be 96 tomorrow. That's says the lying weather app. That's literally, I'm like, oh, it's only like a hundred degrees out. I can go hiking right now. Yeah. The, ew. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> please. 
the lying weather app. By the way, it says it's going to rain on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, I was just, when I was using the restroom, I obviously opened TikTok because, you know, I have a run brain. It's like Swiss mm-hmm. cheese up there. Anyway, uh, apparently there's supposed to be a hurricane hitting Los Angeles. Hurricane. It's either Hillary or Tiffany. It's one of those names. Let's <laughs> let's look. Let's go back. I'm putting um, my bet on Bethany. Oh, it's raining here. This one says, first time Los Angeles and Southern California has been in the cone of a tropical system since the cone was introduced. This is a very rare event. Well, I don't want to be involved. I would actually like to stop being involved in rare events. I have had too many of them for my (laughs) lifetime. Oh, this is very, wow. (laughs) Once in a lifetime, no more. I would like to have nothing interesting happen. (laughs) I want just, I want residual checks for boring stuff. That's what I want. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Hurricane Hillary, by the way. (sighs) Damn. Hillary, leave me alone. (laughs) All the Hillary's bad. Name one good Hillary. You can't. Hillary Duff. No, Hillary Duff is bad. You want to know why? Do you want to know why? Why? Because growing up, my best friend convinced me that because we were playing Hillary Duff and I didn't know anything about pop culture because I wasn't raised in a pop culture household. And she convinced me that Hillary Duff had a twin sister named Hillary Duck. And so I couldn't be Hillary Duff. I had to be Hillary Duck. So you know what? Actually, she's a villain in my story. Don't laugh. Stop laughing. It was horrible. That's so evil of your friend. Oh, no. Awful. I thought for a long time there was Hillary Duff and Hillary Duck. And then I realized that's not how twins work. (laughs) Oh no. So sorry, friend. I would never lie Thank to you. you and say that there was a Hillary Duck. Thank you. Really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Any ending thoughts? What did think- you think of the book? I gave so many thoughts and I talked about book. yogurt for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I gave so many thoughts. We did we did a whole snack pack deep dive. We did. <laughs> I really enjoyed the book. I've read some mm. of Mushbeck's other work. Not a big, not all of them were my favorite. I didn't finish Lapvona because I got halfway through and was like, mm, nope, can't do this. That's the same author. It is the same author. What? I've also read McGlue. <laughs> um, uh, I like this one the best. I think that this is a great example of exploring aspects of humanity that we are so quick to bury and Mm -hmm. so quick to revile and for good reason we don't like it right Right. but if we ignore it it doesn't make it go away and there Mm -hmm. are human beings out there who have these thoughts and I think that it's a very interesting perspective and I don't think that the critiques that say oh she's unlikable for the sake of being unlikable I don't, I don't, I disagree. I don't think she's mm-hmm. unlikable for the sake of being unlikable. I think the main character is an example of a kind of person that doesn't make an active effort to rebuff the worst parts of humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that she's the absolute worst humanity's ever seen. And I'm not saying she's like a war criminal, but I'm right. saying, right, these, these thoughts that people have, right, the, the, 
you mentioned, she mentioned, says to Riva, oh, we're not in competition about our bodies, but her inner thoughts constantly talk about how she's so thin and how Riva is so fat and Riva's so disgusting. Oh, and Riva's a bulimic and Riva's constantly working out oh, and Riva's a gym rat, but she's never getting skinnier. And Riva's actually so gross and Riva's so where she has all these horrific, atrocious thoughts about other people. And I don't know where I was going with that sentence. I got distracted by the Nevada. <laughs> I got distracted by a magnet on my desk. Uh, wait, give me four seconds and I'll try and get back to it. She's an example of when we don't rebuff the negative thoughts we have and we don't make an effort of self-improvement and instead choose to actively rot. It's not a gratuitous, she's bad for the sake of being bad. She's bad for a specific point as an example. And I think that the idea of like, uh, the idea that we have to have likable characters is hmm, ironically fiction. It, it's, it's, you don't need likable characters. You can have dis- unlikable characters. You can have disappointing characters and you can have, frustrating annoying endings because the ending is so horrible I I gave a whole spiel on it earlier Mm -hmm. um and I think that it's just a really interesting exploration of stagnation Mm -hmm. and being in the muck and the mire of self-hatred self-loathing self-pity and uh self-importance Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I liked it I thought it was yeah. an interesting book I enjoyed it mm-hmm. me too I honestly would re- I would reread it I would do it I actually really want a physical copy so I might get myself one okay don't get it for you I'm, I'm gonna get it for you don't Just, get it for you yeah don't get don't get it for you <laughs> don't get it don't get it all right I won't get it if I find okay. it though at the thrift store I will buy it Let and then know. you can have a copy too oh my god no, it looks like you have a tail because Bonnie is behind you <gasps> Oh my god, it's my furry era. <laughs> okay, and on that note, goodbye. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you all next month. If you have any book suggestions, things Please. you want to hear us talk about, tell us. That a is triple dog a dare you to demand yes. or a dare. <laughs> on that note, we will see you all next month in the month of September. That's the month that comes next. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, bye. Bye.